0: They use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room.
1: I know exactly who that is. That's the mother f- that loses every god game. <laughs> That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> get it rid of him. <laughs>
2: bros, come on, I love you bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now
1: get me, Saviour! Done that tonight, Ovechkin with a steal. Chance here on the break-in. Kuznetsov fires, SCORES! Uh, you know what time it is. And then some. Here we go. Tell us what to do, Morris. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everybody. If this is your first Stanley Cup playoffs with us, every time the Caps win in the postseason, and every time the Koosie does a bird celly, well, we got to do the bird. And that's what happened last night. You've got get it nets off, tied it up. DJ Oshie took us home. And the Capitals, with a 4-1 win in Sunrise Florida last night, now lead the Panthers 1-0 in their best of seven series. Good talk to Capitals insider Samantha Pell in just a few minutes from the Washington Post. She is down in South Florida covering the series. This time since 2018 that the Capitals have won a road playoff game. 2018 was a good year, wasn't it? Little surprising to most of the hockey world, but when you think about it, there are some things here that I think really work in the Capitals' favor. Number one, when you look at the Panthers, this team that is young, that won the President's Trophy this year, you might look at them and say that that's a younger version of the Capitals, circa, say, 2014 or 15. They're fast, they come at you in waves, but... The Capitals are experienced. They've got a lot of veterans, and they're big now, and they can hit. Now, it'll be interesting to see how Florida counters that, but this is the Panthers' first year of being the hunted and not the hunters, and we all know how President's Trophy winners have fared in the postseason the last six years. It's been at least that long. Blackhawks were the last one, I think, to win a President's Trophy and then go on and win the and win the Cup. So the Caps have some serious mojo working right now, and they have, even though their home record this year is not real, real good, they've stolen home ice away in this series. They're coming back to the district at worst in a 1-1 tie. So how'd they do it? What happened last night and where do things stand out? Let's go ahead and dive on into it. Somebody, cue that dramatic music for us. Bottom line last night is the Capstars Stars showed up and they were able to make the difference in this game. They also got some good goaltending, although we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but when you look at the stat page from last night, Couple of the things that stand out. John Carlson had a great game, logged 25 minutes of ice time and wound up with a plus-minus rating of plus two. Uh, Dmitry Orloff also really, really good last night. 23 and a half minutes on the ice, and he wound up with a plus-minus rating of plus one. They got goals from Larzeller, they got goals from Oshi and Kuzi. And Tom Wilson. Uh, Wilson, we still don't know the exact nature of the injury, except that it was a lower body. We're going to talk with Sam about that in a few minutes. He's day-to-day right now. That's all we know. John Carlson looks like he's going to be okay, but we'll know a lot more tomorrow. Um, But it was just a good performance by the Caps all around. Now, the question is, can they do that three more times, 60 minutes apiece? I mean, the Panthers are fast, but the Caps came out and kind of punched them in the mouth and bullied them, and, you know, they just took it to them. Didn't let them get that speed game going up and down the ice. Really, really good, breaking out of their own zone as well. Uh, let's hear from a couple of guys, and we'll start with T.J. Oshie. Again, one of those uh, veterans that was hurt a good part of the year, if he is starting to get healthy, though, that's going to be a big boost for this team. And we asked Oshi after the game, what was the message that this team wanted to send? Um, I
0: think the message was just to just
1: to stick with our game. I
0: think we were we were generating chances. We were getting a lot of shots. Um, Bob is obviously making a bunch of big saves. They had a couple of guys that um, made some saves on some entry netters. So we just uh, wanted to stay with our game. We didn't change one thing. And... Uh, just wanted to continue with with
1: how we were playing and found a way to pop a couple. He's right about Sergei Bobrovsky. That's the <clears throat> Bob that he was speaking of, not me, sadly. Uh, but Bobrovsky was standing on his head through the first uh, two periods. Uh, I mean, hell, the whole game, for that matter. Uh, wound up uh, saving 34 out of 37 shots. And this really, it could have very easily been a 3 nothing game in the first period were it not for Bobrovsky. Now, if he's going to play like that the rest of the series, Washington may have a bit of a problem. But, you know, I think it's a good sign when you get T.J. Oshie getting on the scoreboard. And when you get Yevgeny Kuznetsov getting on the scoreboard. Remember, Kuznetsov, we've been saying all year, this team will go as far in the playoffs as Kuznetsov takes him. And, uh, you know, you go back to 2018, Kuznetsov probably – should have been the con Smythe trophy winner in the playoffs but i mean you know how are you not going to give it to ovi yada yada it doesn't matter but if if kuznetsov is going to be a force like he was last night then this is going to be a very very interesting series and kuzi says right now it's just about getting ready for game
2: two i want to focus on the, the rest right now and then game by game and you know we, they, they have a good team we know they're gonna they're gonna have their push we, we just have to play our game and I really like the effort we put today
1: again we've and we've talked about it all season you get you've got good koozie and you've got bad koozie so far this year all we've seen is good koozie let's hope bad koozie doesn't show up because if it's good koozie for the rest of the playoffs well this postseason is going to go on for a while I really believe that I got a good feeling about this we'll see we take a break. When we come back, Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joins us from Sunrise, Florida, as we get ready for Game 2. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. So if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs, you can do it with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team's going to win, how many goals will be scored or more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility requirements apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. In Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 and visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon or call and text Tennessee Redline, TN Redline, that's 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee or 1 888 532 3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming, physically present in Arizona colorado connecticut illinois indiana iowa louisiana michigan new jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming only minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see drivekings.com sportsbook for details you're listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. Samantha Pell, Capitals Insider with the Washington Post, joins us from her palatial suite at the Ritz Carlton in Miami Beach. At least that's where I'm assuming the post has put her up. Good morning, Sam, how are you?
2: I am good, I would be a lot better if I was at the Ritz Carlton on Miami Beach. Um, But I'm in Plantation, kind of out near Sunrise, and you know, honestly can't complain after last night's game on a pretty good start here.
1: Granted, you would have got you would have gotten back there about two or three in the morning. So it's probably better probably better off being out there. Uh, how about how about last night? I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised that uh, the Caps came up big last night. Pretty good effort all around, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think what kind of surprised a lot of Washington fans was actually how well the Capitals played for a full sixty minutes. It sounds so cliche, but. Something we've talked about all year was that the Capitals, you know, can put in efforts some nights, other times not, they seem to take some periods off. And last night it was truly a full team effort for all 60 minutes and led to a pretty convincing 4-2 win. And, you know, a lot of guys stood out. You think of Anthony Mantha, Evgeny Kuznetsov, TJ Oshie. So a lot of guys had some really positive starts to the postseason and they're just kind of hoping for that same thing on Thursday.
1: Now, of course, being the hack that I am, I buried the lead. So since you guys just got back from the morning skate, uh, what's the latest on both Tom Wilson and John Carlson? I didn't even realize it, but I guess Carlson missed a good portion of the third period, right?
2: Yeah, so actually the Caps, uh, they don't practice until 1 p.m. today. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an optional, so I'm actually headed to the rink here in a bit. So no updates yet on Wilson or Carlson. Uh, I think Wilson's the more of the bigger concern rather than Carlson and he seemed okay in post-game video, was talking, walking around. So I actually think that's kind of the least of their worries. But definitely Wilson with that lower body injury, its sort of a weird situation. I don't think anyone exactly saw what happened to him. Uh, he took the worst of a hit that he tried to throw on Uyghur on the boards and just kind of came up left and never came back. So that's obviously, you know, the number one storyline headed into Thursday. But if Wilson doesn't go uh could see a rookie come up and make his playoff debut.
1: That's what that was the next thing I was going to ask you is if if Wilson's not ready to go, who takes his place on? I think he's on the second line as of right now, but I mean, is that Connor McMichael or is it somebody else?
2: Yeah, I mean, they really have two choices right now, unless they try to call someone up. But it's Connor McMichael or Axel Johnson Galvez, and I think the way that the cap system works and the way p there's mine usually works as he tries to disrupt the lines as little as possible so to me that signals you put McMichael in he's a left wing or a center but I think to have another center there in the lineup is probably helpful and you know they could just stick him in where Johansson is and move him to the other side or they break up that third line but I really really liked Manta Eller-Oshi last night so I'm thinking Mike Michael just a plug and go on the second line
1: You know so much more about the finer points of hockey than I do, so let me ask you this about the goaltending. That, obviously, the big concern coming in. Your impressions of Vitek Vanacek's play last night?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I think for the most part, he he proved his spot in net. He had 30 saves. It wasn't a ton. It felt like Bobrovsky was getting most of them on on the cap's end, Uh, but I think he was pretty solid. I mean, Evgeny Kuznetsov basically said the second goal was his fault. He lost the faceoff, off, lost Giroux, and there you go, Giroud with the rebound goal. On the first one, I think Bennett was obviously a crazy shot. Uh, It was a great toe drag right before, and VTech maybe chose the wrong angle to go at it. Um, But I think everyone knows, right, that one of these two goalies was going to let in a softie pretty much every game, and if that's what you do, but then the Caps offense can come back and win it in the third, then that's just kind of what they're going to have to do this postseason
1: yeah and so I'm not wrong in thinking that 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 second goal from from the Panthers was a a little bit of a softy right
2: yeah I mean it was a big rebound goal Giroux was right there Evgeny Kuznetsov I mean took basically the blame for it last night and said that wasn't on VTech I mean sure he probably should have got the save but Evgeny Kuznetsov's two kind of errors right before that basically caused it
1: gotcha Uh, I I heard Lavi in the postgame and he was very effusive in his praise of Vanacek. Um, So a hypothetical question here, had this thing gone the other way and say the Panthers had won it two to one. Do you think we still would be talking about Vanacek having turned in a strong game or is that more of the offense bailing him out?
2: Yeah, I think game would have ended the way I thought it was going to end early in the third, where it was 2-1. Caps were kind of knocking at the doorstep, but couldn't get anything in, and it looked like they were going to lose. I think Vanacek would be in net for game two. I don't think you could really put the blame on him. I think where it would have turned to Sammy for game two was an absolute blowout. It was you know, one of those situations where it felt like it was completely on the goalie, and I don't really think it was that last night, early in the third. I think the Caps were playing a really good structured game and um, the Panthers just happened to score too.
1: Right, right. So this, you know, obviously it doesn't take a genius to figure out that it it puts the Capitals in a good position. But And for the life of me, I can't remember the last time they've been up 1-0 in a series, whether on the road or at home. So, I mean, this, this thing is, is going to be very interesting going forward, isn't it?
2: for sure this i mean outside of like the bubble situation in 2020 that was the first road win the capitals have had in the postseason since the stanley cup finals mm-hmm. um which is pretty crazy when you think about it and how well the caps have done this season on the road and uh you know in a, any postseason series the goal for any underdog team is to split uh the first two games when they're on the road so for the capitals i feel like they probably already feel like they're coming out of this with a win and if they can go ahead and steal the second game on thursday and go home with a 2-0 lead i mean i can't imagine what the room would be thinking after that
1: yeah i I can imagine they'd be a little bit surprised i don't think they were thinking about that when they when they got to to miami um now looking ahead to thursday night put your coach's hat on for a second if if you're peter laviolette what do you see florida Possibly doing to change their game plan because obviously what they did in game one wasn't nearly enough.
2: Yeah, I think for Florida, I was thinking about it earlier today. Um, I really think they just have to keep on doing what they were doing. I know it didn't work against the Capitals, but I, I guess for the most part, I mean, Bobrovsky was really good in net. It was just kind of those late saves that he couldn't make. And do you, know, you think about? the attack from florida and how potent they are i think if you keep on attacking vanacek then i mean he can't make 70 to 80 saves i'm assuming um in a game so for them i think it's just all about pressure the capitals are kind of can they actually hold up and play a full 60 minutes for five six seven games i'm not sure Mm -hmm. game one was a good start but just like florida and everyone talking about if their offense can keep up it's a also a fair question to ask can the capitals keep up and play full 60 for that same amount of time as well
1: the matchup though seems like it's it it could be it could work out favorable for the caps I mean you've got an experienced team that's physical Florida's a lot more about speed and you know that intangible that Florida's carrying on its back which is the president's (laughs) trophy which doesn't always work out too good for teams as the caps well know
2: yeah I think for the caps I mean As I kind of mentioned before, I think Anthony Mantha played great. I think he was super physical. I think he finished with like 10 hits, a lot of shots on net. So I think for the Capitals to see that progress from him, especially with Tom Wilson out uh, early in the first period, that was kind of the way that they want to play. I think he was a perfect example of a player who was staying engaged and going after checks and finishing defensively. And I think him and TJ Oshie really stood out to me. And I think really the whole team, if they can follow that blueprint, then we have a good series ahead.
1: Looking ahead to game two, uh, they, when they drop the puck first period, what are you looking at to tell you whether it's going to be a good night or a bad night for the caps?
2: Well, one, hopefully Tom Wilson is on the ice. Mm -hmm. Um, two, uh, I think it just has to be about that speed and that physicality right off the hop. Uh, I think Thursday the Panthers, I mean, I guess in game one, the Panthers show that they have the physicality and they'll go after the Caps and I think they were out hitting the Capitals like 28 to 11 in the first period. So I think if the Capitals can counteract and show that fight and same engagement as they did in game one in the first period of game two, then once again, I really do think they have a good shot at the series.
1: All right. Sounds good. Samantha Pell, Washington Post. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, Great stuff in the paper today, and we will talk to you soon.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Time for us to get out of here, depending on when you listen to this. Well, hey, let's just say Caps-Panthers game two coming up Thursday night, 730. You can watch it on TNT. And Caps win. They take a commanding 2-0 lead in this best of seven. We'll see what happens, and we'll join you to talk about it later in the week. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy game two. Remember, like the wise man once said, get on your bike tonight. As always, wear white.